say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You don't know what's happening to you. I can see that you don't want to hurt anybody. It's going to be all right. Got a clear shot. Standing by. I don't want them shooting me. I'm going to shoot you. You guys, this is my buddy Matt. I told you about Matt. Go on. Shoot the Matt. You're me, Cassie. It's just you and me, you and me talking. Whoa, whoa. Stay right there. Stay right there. Just be careful. The brakes and the electricity. I just... I just wanted everyone to see me. You make the move, you take that shot. How about you come with me? Okay. Go somewhere we'll talk. Away from all these people, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome everybody to Cinema Royale. I'm your host, Travis Hobson, and we are broadcasting live here from Hashtag Studios here in Fairfax, Virginia. And I got my producer, Dave, with me. What's up, Dave? Hello, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. I feel like I haven't seen you in a little while. It's so. been a little bit. It has been a little while. Well, uh, as you heard in that clip right there, we're going to be talking about the one and only, the only real big movie coming out this week, and that is The Amazing Spider-Man 2. And this is the official kickoff to the summer season. Although, I would argue... Dave, I, I would argue that the season actually began with Captain America. I, would I think say yes. I think when you get to the first unquestioned blockbuster, that's when the season begins. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine anybody calling Captain America not the beginning of the summer right, season. Right, right. I mean, but uh, you know, in terms of the Hollywood calendar, they consider this to be the weekend where it really starts. So, it's strange. you know, <clears throat> I mean, really at this point though, I think this, the the summer season thing is 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 antiquated. I mean. You got so many movies coming out now that it doesn't even really matter. Yeah. You know? So, whatever. But Spider-Man is the first big summer movie that's coming out, and we're going to talk about that in just a moment with my uh, with my friend Jeff Lyles. Uh, we're also going to talk briefly about the movie Locke, which, is, uh, which stars Tom Hardy and Tom Hardy and Tom Hardy. Uh, also known as the new Mad Max. Right. 
Yeah, right, the new Mad Max. They just released a plot synopsis for that movie, and I didn't even read it. Did you see that people have actually seen the film, like an early cut of it? They were tweeting about it. Did they say good things? They said amazing things. Really? Yeah, I read I, I read six or seven different tweets about it, about some people who were invited to an early screening, and I'm huh. even more excited now than I was before. I've, I've, I'll be honest with you. I've had a really hard time getting into the production of that movie. Because I'm not a huge Mad Max fan. I just never really was. I think it's okay. Right. You know, I don't have the reverence for it that some other people do. But also because the damn thing is taking for goddamn ever oh, yeah. to and get done. And I just kind of lost interest. <laughs> and it's got, a, it's, it's got a name like a porn film. You know, right. Fury Road. Which know. it looks like Furry Road. Furiosa, <laughs> Fury Road, or whatever the hell it is. So, yeah. So, I've had a hard time getting into it. But if people have seen it and they say that it's awesome, then then I'm going to start paying more attention. So, But anyway, let's... Let's uh oh well also before we before we even move on here uh we're gonna talk about the big news of the week yeah which is Star Wars Episode Seven Star Wars Star Wars and more Star, Star Wars. Wars Star Wars Star Wars we're gonna talk about that uh, uh in just a little while here and then we're also gonna talk about Justice League a little bit I talked about it last week on the show but now I got you here with me so we're gonna talk about it a little bit more so uh so we got a lot to do today so let's go right into the Amazing Spider Man Two and to do that I'm gonna bring in the only other critic I know who actually gives a shit about comic books, and that's Jeff Lyles of Lyles Movie Files. What's up, Jeff? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you doing, man? Great, great, great. All set to talk about Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I caught a couple of comments from you uh, uh, recently, so I, so I, I think you and I are going to end up on the other end of the spectrum here. Oh, uh, Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Well, anyway, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is again directed by Mark Webb, uh, brings back Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone, Sally Field. Uh, and this one has Spider-Man uh, taking on basically three villains here. you got Jamie Foxx as Electro, uh, Dane DeHaan as Norman Osborn, the Green Goblin, and uh, Paul Giamatti is in there as the Rhino. Uh, and he's at this point in time, uh, Peter is, is basically, he's, he's graduating from high school, he's He's in this sort of on-again, off-again relationship with Gwen Stacy. He's he's failing to live up to the promise that he made to her father when he was dying. That promise was to stay the hell away from his daughter uh, <laughs> so that she doesn't get killed. Uh, and he's kind of he's kind of tortured by the fact that he hasn't been living up to that promise. Um, he's also discovering further secrets about his father, who worked for Oscor. And the arrival of his buddy uh, Norman Osborn causes some other headaches for him as well. So I mean, I don't want to dive too much into the plot here, because I, I think there are things that people are going to want to discover for themselves. But I think that's a pretty decent setup for it. Uh, now, 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 Jeff, I don't. I usually don't. You know, I usually try to keep the background stuff out of my reviews of most movies. Um, you know me. I, you know, at Punch Room Critics, I, I follow the productions of pretty much every movie. But Spider-Man has had a lot of background stuff going on with it over the last few months. Sony is is really trying to build this into their own sort of Avengers-style universe, uh, surrounded, uh, you know, basically centered on Spider-Man. And they've 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 already you know mo- uh, you know uh, set up sequels that go str- that go way out into 2018, 2019. They've got. Uh, uh, Venom spinoff and Sinister Six, and they're basically trying to do this thing really, really quickly. And like I said, I usually don't try to bring those things into a movie, but I couldn't help it with The Amazing Spider-Man 2 because, to me, this felt like a studio that was trying to cram everything they planned to do in the future into this one movie. This felt like a a two-and-a-half-hour 
setup film for characters that <laughs> that we may see in, in in the next movie, we may not. And I think that became a real burden on this story. It just seemed to lack any sort of focus. Uh, I didn't feel like the Green Goblin gets the ch- the attention he deserves. The friendship between Peter and Norman doesn't get the attention it deserves. And the relationship between Peter and Gwen is sort of repetitive in a lot of ways. Um, they have this sort of on-again, off-again thing. So what they do is they keep talking about the same subject over and over again. And it's kind of frustrating. I, I, overall, I mean, I, I was a big fan of the first movie. I am not as big a fan of this one. But, Jeff, tell me why I'm wrong and tell me why this movie is, is so awesome. Because I know you think it is. <laughs> um, all right. well, first off, you're wrong already. Moping about, you know, 
a decision that he has to make in regards to Norman Osborn. Uh, I think there's a, a good deal of moping going on in this movie, but but I, I think I do agree with you that when he puts on the mask, he's a whole different person. That's always been one of those one of those tried and true things about Spider-Man it, and most superheroes, really. You know, when they become the hero, it's it's a side of them they can't show in their normal lives. And I think that applies more to Spider-Man than almost anybody else. When he, he's he's the wise wisecracking jokester when he puts on the mask and he's you know kind of away from you know the the daily issues he has to contend with, and I think he in this movie he certainly does have a lot more on his plate than he had in the first film, but but I also think that there, there's a you say that it's a lot like the comics in that regard and I would agree, but there's a huge difference in that the comics have years worth of time to spend to build those things out. If you want to, if you you can have Spider-Man being attacked from all angles, but you can go from issue to issue to issue and have him contend with it. In a two-hour-plus movie, that doesn't. I don't think that works quite as well. I mean, I, I think that if you're trying to tell a complete story, you need to have more of a singular focus. And I'm not so sure this movie was able to achieve that. Well. Look at the, the, the best comic book movies. Um, Daredevil. Three, Krypton, <laughs> you get but the, there's a big difference there, and that the Avengers and that Loki and the Chitauri are working together. They're not. All at cross purposes, the way that the the characters in Amazing Spider-Man Two are for a good deal of time, and and there's but there's also no need to introduce the Chitari. I mean, they're just a race of aliens. They're not. They're not. There's if there was a singular power like behind the Chitari or something like there was like a guy who was the villain who was like you know the head Chitari or something, then I would be like, man, that character. Well, they didn't do nothing with that character. I'd be making the same complaint. But there wasn't. They were just an army. So I didn't care that they weren't introduced like that. But there's different here. You got Electro, who is essentially, you know, you have Electro, uh, Green Goblin. Let's just say Electro and Green Goblin. We'll even leave out the Rhino here. We'll just leave. We'll just put it. We'll just go with those two because they're the main ones. How much more did you want out of Electro? He's a loser. He gets kicked on. He gets bullied. No one pays any mind to him. He finally gets in power, and he can't get out of the spotlight. But that's it. Directly in Times Square, but he's front and center, and he's loving it because he finally gets to get everybody. But focus directly on right. Him. We don't need any more of him. I I, I disagree. I dis I disagree. Okay. I, I I have to disagree with you about Electro. I I, I think that the, the the transition he goes to from from uh, basically an invisible dork to to uh, all powerful henchman does not make sense. There's no connecting tissue there. It's just like he wakes up one day, he has this power, suddenly he's evil. That didn't make sense to me. That I, I, I didn't buy I didn't buy that. There needed to be something there needed to be something else, but there needed to be something else there that made him hate Spider-Man. Because he loved Spider-Man. I mean, he loved Spider-Man. He was obsessed with Spider-Man. So, there needed to be something more for me that made him make that transition. Not just, hey, I got all this power. Oh, the cop shot at me. Now I'm going to hate Spider-Man. That didn't make sense to me. I think it was more the fact that he felt, you know, because I mean, it's like you get something out of electricity and you got eels coming up, you're probably not in your right mind. 
So what you're saying? You're it. saying that just because your body's coursing through, coursing with electricity now, suddenly you're not, you're not yourself anymore. You're saying that's not the case. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. <laughs> so, you know, he's a bit deranged now, and all this stuff that used to set him off, now it's going to set him off a bit faster. Mm-hmm. And I think for him, Spider-Man not remembering his name and, and not quite being as heroic as he envisioned in his fantasy of being best pals with Spider-Man and Ally Jimmy Olsen. Mm-hmm. set him off and he didn't need a whole lot of of different interactions with him to go hey buddy remember me it's like you know what I'm tired of being ignored I looked up to you you're with these guys who've always ignored me and looked down on me and now I've got some power and I'm going to blow okay. off on everybody All right, well, and you got Harry kind of manipulating his words and going hey yeah you did I need you Max help me and that's all electro everyone anyway. I, I think they could have done a better job of establishing that that Maxwell Dillon, whatever the Electro's name was, I think that was it. Maxwell, yeah. Man, Max Dillon. I think they could have done a better job of establishing that that need to be appreciated. I know they showed a little bit of it in a quirky sort of funny way in the beginning. I think they could have done a better job of showing that in the movie. If you're gonna have him take that drastic of a change, personality change. I think they could have done a better job of of establishing that early on. That's, I guess, that's where I'm at with that. But I also wish they could have done a better job of of you know kind of showing us that friendship between Peter and Norman because we get basically only one scene of them kind of hanging out, talking about their yeah, their fathers, and and that was a great that there was a lot of potential there uh, because you do have two characters who have been basically abandoned by their fathers and hold a lot of angst about that, both of them. I think they could have done a better job of, of establishing that because they kind of bank on you, you know, making that connection in your own head later on uh, when there's sort of a betrayal of sorts between the two of them. They're kind of counting on you to make that connection, but they don't show it well enough in the movie, I thought. Okay. Well, I'll give you that. I wish we could have had the movie. Yes! Between those two, I, I definitely didn't think... I win. Goodbye, Jeff. Just kidding. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> like the subplot with, with his parents. I didn't care about that so much. So I yeah. would trade out more scenes with Harry and Peter to skip over that. So I'll give you that. What but did you... I kind of got this sense mm-hmm. like, all right, these guys are old friends. And, I, you know, and it would have been nice that I was able to go along with it. What did you think about uh, the action in this movie? I... I think that Mark Webb, at least in this film, he shows a lot more confidence in, in using uh, the CGI. Um, 
I was a little bit worried because the first film, the use of CGI felt really kind of, you know, kind of distant to me. It, it kind of took you out of the moment. I, I felt like it was uh, better done in this one, though. Yeah, and I think it helps to have a villain who can turn into electricity and you don't have to necessarily animate him like you would a lizard. Um, but I thought that they really got a sense of really conveyed better than any of the fam I mean television wire movies how Spider Man would move. He's not a powerhouse, he's not sitting on the ground, he's not just sitting on a wall. He's moving. He's kinda of like the superhero eighties. He's always moving. He's always yeah. on the move. And yeah. he's, and he's not he's more of a gym, gymnast and he's kinda of, his legs are flying, his arms are flying, he's not some trained fighter. So he's like right. a kid who has it's super power. He's flying around every which direction. I don't want to make it seem as if I, I absolutely despise the movie because I don't. I do think that there are some good things about it. I mean, I had a lot of fun in those moments where Andrew Garfield is, is able to just kind of, you know, be the wisecracker and have fun. Those scenes are really great mm-hmm. to me, and I love the, the moments where he's just getting to soar through the city. Those are, those are fantastic. Uh, and he has, he has, what was my favorite scene? Uh my favorite bit. I, I'll say that I really like every scene where he's together with Emma Stone. Even though I can admit that their conversations were repetitive a lot of the time, because like I said earlier, you know they, they're they're at this point where they're they're possibly going their own separate ways, and you know, and he's trying to to protect her, and 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 at the same time fulfill his obligations to her father. They kind of have this. They have. They kind of have the same conversation over and over again. Like, what should we or shouldn't we be in a relationship together? And, and that gets repetitive. But those two have so much charm and like chemistry together. I guess so because you know they're they're screwing one another in real life. Um, so it makes sense. But uh, but you know they have so much chemistry together that I found all those scenes fun. I love that part in the in Oscorp where you know she's she's being chased by security guards and he you know he kind of comes to her rescue and they end up in the in the in the uh, in the uh, in the yeah. closet together, I, I thought that scene was just a lot of fun. So yeah. I like that one, uh, and I even like the the final the final battle uh, between him and the Green Goblin, and she's involved in that as well. Uh, I will not spoil what happens there for people who are wondering about the fate of Gwen Stacy, but uh, I, I I will say that I think that the decision Mark Webb makes uh, is 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 very bold. I'll just put it that way. Especially if you read the comic, where you've you've read that comic, right? You've read the comic where Gwen, oh, yeah, where, yeah, yeah. where Gwen Stacy dies, and and I, you know, there there have been a lot of it's sort of certain aspects of it are sort of ambiguous, you know, like there's the comic, yeah, the the comic is is sort of ambiguous about a certain aspect of her death. Um, mm-hmm. This one makes a bold decision in regards to her whether she lives or dies, and where she and Peter are going to go from here. And I like that. So, good for yeah. them. But, uh, I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. But uh, we won't say anything more than that. Yeah. Um, all right, so where you do you think this... 3D, right? Huh? You saw it in 3D, right? Yeah, I didn't think the 3D was all that impressive, honestly. Really? I, I, I really thought they did a good job with the 3D. Really? It's like one of the... The better one I didn't notice it. Out of 3D. I didn't notice it. I mean, maybe that's a, a sign that it was good that I didn't notice it, but I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I just felt like it was unnecessary, really. But whatever, whatever. Um, 
So where do you think this franchise goes from here? Because we've got Sinister Six, we've got we've got Venom. Um, where do you think they go for a third Spider-Man movie, though? Any ideas? On a great bad guy. You know, when um, they were doing the whole, uh, when he was having thoughts mm-hmm. with Captain Stacy, I thought they were going to go with another one of his villains. I guess another Listen. two that they could have used in that place. But, Chameleon? Um, they didn't. Uh, huh? Chameleon? Oh, Chameleon. Mysterio. I mean, there's yeah. a couple different ways they could go with it. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, we're going to have another one kind of laying in the. He does, he does, he really <clears throat> He really does. And and they do set up a couple of characters in here. Um Felicity Jones basically has a cup of coffee in the movie as Felicia appears to be Felicia Hardy, but we don't know for sure. Um who who is the black cat. Um uh, you also have Alexander's. Huh? We haven't even gotten a Doctor Octopus. Well, we saw his tentacles a couple of times. So, yeah. and he's going to be—he's pretty much going to be in Sinister Six. That much is obvious. Um, we also saw Alexander Smythe, uh, who who was mm-hmm. the the designer of the the Spider Slayers. There are some ways they can go in this movie and, and for the next movie. And, and I'm and despite this one being a disappointment. Um, I'm anxious to see where they go. The only thing that worries me is that I usually find the middle chapter of trilogies to be, like, the best part. You know, they're usually where they tend to get darker. They tend to broaden things out. I, so the fact that this one is not, is not a, a, you know, a step up worries me a little bit. But then again, this isn't really a true trilogy because they've already got the fourth movie planned, too. So who knows? Maybe the next one will be the one that... that anyway uh all right jeff laos uh it was good having you on here man you were wrong about everything as usual but it's just it's cool when you're here and we get to <laughs> we get to talk talk comics and movies two things we both know uh know a lot about me more than you but but so it's okay uh just kidding uh did you get to see did you get to see the movie lock with tom hardy I didn't, but I'm very interested to hear what you say about that and Star Wars. Okay, cool. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, I'm gonna talk about that in the next segment. All right, Jeff Lyles, tell people about your site because you have a site called uh, Lyles Movie Files. Tell people about that real quick. Lyles Movie Files is my website that's dedicated to everything I care about. So that ranges from movies, comic books like Travis and I talk about. Wrestling, video games, TV shows, Arrow, Shield, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, just a little bit of everything. I'd love to do a show I'm where I talk. I'd love to do a show where I talk about nothing but Arrow. That would be an awesome show. <laughs> Arrow's amazing. Arrow's amazing. Don't they have one of those yet? There's got to be like an after Arrow podcast. There's, there's got to be somewhere. They've got an after yeah. everything podcast. There, there's so. got to be I something. I'll join you on that show. <laughs> if I could just talk about Arrow and uh, well, I like Agents of Shield. I know a lot of people don't, but I like it. Yeah, so. I do too. Yeah, I like they it too. So everything goes wrong. I think they have too. I think people who hated it in the beginning are, are kind of reluctant to admit that now. I think that that show has fixed a lot of the problems they used to have. So. Just in time for the end of the season. All right. Well, all right. Well, Jeff, uh, it was great talking to you, man. And I will certainly see you at a movie very, very soon. I'm sure. All right, man. Have a have a great weekend. All right, you too. Bye. All right. That was 
Jeff Lyles talking the Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and I'm gonna come back for a minute and uh, and briefly talk about the movie Lock uh, with Tom Hardy. So uh, we'll be right back, y'all. Shit, so check this yeah. I see the neck breaking, but shaking freaks of this year. Yeah, yeah. you beat the CeeLo of how it go. Your neck's turning cause your head already knows. So fast that and watch quads this fast. And have honey back in the Jeep catching with flash. Back, so fast, have you all on smile. Take my dip for the most, I'll do things to make you raise your eyebrows. I'm coming soon, y'all about to get so hit that too, but protect your Jack, wrong, I'm still stabbing with my prong I'll be blowing up lots to think you was sitting on a nail bomb uh, Stay on and keep rocking, please I feel sorry for them blind men It ain't seeing these acting We roll with bad ten for basic After I'm done, I pass her off to the next face oh, Eddie, it's your dad. Is, uh, is your mother there? Uh, no, she's not back from the shop yet. Um, she's getting that German beer that you like for the match. Okay, uh, listen, I won't be back for that. What? Uh, something's come up. I can't get out of it. I'm wearing the shirt. Uh, Mum's getting sausages. <laughs> oh, yeah, and guess what? She's wearing the shirt as well. Oh, Dad, it, it's so embarrassing. Um, yeah, what did you say about coming home? I won't be back for the match. I'll, uh, I'll have to listen to it on the radio. Dad, you said you'd be back. It's rubbish on the radio. Mum's doing sausages and all. Is your brother there? Yeah, do you want to was? No, uh, just tell... You just tell your mother to call me when she gets back. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, sure. I love you. What? Uh, that's okay. You know what, just, uh, just get her to call me when she gets back. Yeah. Thank you. Sure, all right. Bye. Bye, Dad. All right, and we're all right, and we're back. Uh, that was a clip from the movie Lock, which uh, which basically only stars Tom Hardy. Dave, uh, the movie is directed by, written and directed by Stephen Knight, mm-hmm. and uh, and and basically this is a, a single location movie. I hesitate to call it a thriller. It, it is thrilling, right? But it's not. There's no explosions. There's no action. It's all emotional drama. It's all inner turmoil. Mm-hmm. And Tom Hardy plays a guy named Ivan Locke, who, you can tell, is a guy who has lived his life always doing the right thing. Uh, but he makes one really awful mistake, and it basically threatens to ruin his entire life, both professionally and personally. And in that clip you heard right there, he's making a phone call to his to his family. Uh, he's basically on a nighttime drive trying to get to London to be, a, 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 to be alongside a woman who's about to give birth. Mm-hmm. Um, he's making a call there to his family, uh, and you can kind of hear sort of the the hesitation in his voice. You know, he's got something he needs to tell them, and he doesn't quite know how to do it. Um, and uh, like I said, this movie only stars Tom Hardy, and it's one of those movies. I, I think that single location movies are really tough on their own. Doing one that only has one actor in it is is mm-hmm. extra tough. Yeah. So, I, you know, this, like I said, this is directed by uh, by Stephen Knight, and he's only his second movie. 
he you know he, this first movie that he directed was was Hummingbird or I think it was called Redemption here in the United States yeah. with, with Jason Statham. And to go from that, which I thought was pretty good, but kind of standard in a lot of ways, to something like this, which is considerably more challenging, I thought it was you know I thought it was a brilliant move. You know, I, I haven't seen Locke yet. I did see Hummingbird, which I thought was standard. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, it had some good elements to it. Uh, mm-hmm. You could definitely see that Knight knows how to direct an actor. Yeah. Because there is some of the most ridiculous dialogue I have heard <laughs> in a long time in that movie. But, like, you don't really think about it while it's happening, but then later you think about it and you're like, did he really just say that? And I just bought it? Yeah, so... There, there were definitely some moments in that that, uh, that, that 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 you could see that Stephen Knight was had some potential. I just kind of wish that wasn't his first film. If this would have been his first film, that would have been nice. I think you need that kind of experience, though. Yeah. I, th- I think you need the experience of doing a of doing something else before you can t- decide that this is not what I want to do. I want to do something more, right. you know, a little bit more difficult. You know, I think you need that. I think you need that as a you know kind of establish a baseline for yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because there aren't many directors who would even take on a movie like this. I mean, this is the material itself. It doesn't sound like it's all that compelling. You know, you got you know a guy who's basically on the road driving. He's behind the car, wheel of a car for the for for ninety sure. minutes. You know, in the nighttime, it's it's almost real time. You know, in a lot of ways, it, mm-hmm. it kind of is, and it kind of isn't. And you know, that's tough. And if you don't have an actor like Tom Hardy, I don't know how if this movie gets pulled off the way it does, but he is phenomenal here. No, yeah, I think that, and again, I haven't seen the film, but the only way that you can convince me, like, and I know you can talk about single location movies with one actor, um, Buried comes to mind, with, yep. uh, with, and I actually really like Buried. I actually think it's pretty good. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I thought Ryan Reynolds was very good. Yeah. And if you'd have told me that Ryan Reynolds was going to be in a movie like that, you know, before I saw Buried, I, I, I thought, no, there's no way that Ryan Reynolds right. can be on screen for 90 minutes and make me want to watch it. But it did. Right. And uh, But Tom Hardy's one of those guys, you say his name, I'm like, yeah, he could do that. Right. He, I mean, he's one of those actors who, you know, it seems like whenever, no matter what he's in, like, you, you're kind of drawn to him. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter whether he's surrounded by a lot of different people, whether he's got a mask on and you can barely tell what he's saying, like in Batman. Yeah, yeah. He's always the guy you're like, kind of like, Tom Hardy. Like, you're always looking at him. You know what I mean? And to have him be the centerpiece of this movie all by himself is... You know, it's 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 amazing the performance he's able to give and what he's able to portray out of this character Locke. You kind of get a sense of his entire life throughout this movie. You know, yeah. this is a guy who who was is basically tortured by the one mistake that he made, and he's trying desperately to fix it in any way he can. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I like about this movie is that you know he has a number of conversations in this in in the film, all over the phone. 
uh, with actors like Olivia Coleman and Tom Holland and Ruth Wilson, great, great character actors, and right. you know, doing all voice work here. Um, he has a number of conversations with them throughout the movie, and they all kind of ratchet things up. Like each one, mm-hmm. like compounds on the other, and they kind of build and build and build. Okay. You know, and I think that's one of the things that makes this movie. It's never boring. You think that it could be, you know, but it's watching not, one yeah. guy. It's not. It's a movie that I think a lot of people are going to want to check out and uh, and see. And I hope it does really well because I think Tom Hardy's a fantastic actor, and I see a lot of potential in Stephen Knight as yeah, a filmmaker. Yeah, we were talking a little bit about this before, but you think that Eastern Promises Two could be a thing with him directing? It could be. It could be a thing. So, uh, so yeah. So everybody, go out and check out Locke. Dave, I want you to go check out. Definitely going to do it this week. Yeah, go check out Locke, man. Uh, there's not a whole lot other than Spider-Man coming out this week. No. But uh, but Locke is one of those movies you should try and make time to go see if it's in your area. All right, uh, let's take a brief break, and when we come back, uh, you and I are going to kick around some Star Wars for a few minutes. Yeah. And uh, and then we'll get the DVDs and all that good stuff and get out of here. But uh, let's take a break. We'll be right back. say so yeah some pretty big news that that came out this week uh you know a lot of people were anticipating that may 4th which is the annual star wars day may the 4th be with you may the 4th be with you right would be the day that disney and lucasfilm would would reveal the cast for star wars episode 7 there's been months and months of of uh speculation and rumors about who was actually going to be in the movie uh, and you know, and some of those things panned out, and some of them didn't. But they f- they actually released the news a few days early. J.J. Uh, Abrams had this big table read with some of the cast, and they released a photo of it. And we got the official cast now. So uh, we got some some returning faces and a whole bunch of new ones. So let, let's talk about some of the new people that are going to be in this thing. Uh, Adam Driver, mm-hmm. uh, who was rumored uh, right. for the film some uh, some time ago. Adam Driver from Girls and. Francis Ha, and I think he was in Lincoln also. Uh, Daisy Ridley, who's a newcomer. Mm, yeah, uh, very lovely newcomer, I might add. Yeah, 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 she's quite quite attractive. Uh, John Boyega, who was also rumored, a uh, guy from Attack the Block. And if you haven't seen Attack the Block, it's a must-watch. Attack the Block is awesome. Uh, he's also going to be in uh, the new 24 series. That's, really? Yeah, he's in that, too. Okay. Uh, Max von Sydow, legend. You know... I I worry that he he's so old. <laughs> I know. We'll, we'll talk about him in just a second. Yeah. Uh, Domhnall Gleeson, who was an actor that I really like. He's yeah. in uh, About Time. He's in the Harry Potter movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he's he's in the movie Frank, which comes out in a, really soon with Michael Fassbender. That's actually hitting on demand in two weeks. So Frank is amazing. I, I'm gonna watch it first. First day it's out. Frank is. Like, I think I've probably talked about this on the show before. I, there are a few movies, that I, a lot of movies that I like at Sundance, a few that I love and that I want to keep and hold close to my heart forever. Yeah. Frank is one of them. I need to see it. Frank is awesome. It's, it looks great. Yeah, and they just released a, a clip. Uh, actually, they released a song of of Michael Fassbender doing uh, my favorite song from the film mm-hmm. uh, called uh, 
to call that. I love you all. Yeah, I love you all. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so you should be can find that. You should go and I'll, check I'll that pick out. that up after the show. Yeah. I, actually, I need to post it on Punch Drunk Critics anyway. Um, Oscar Isaac from Inside Lou and Davis. I think that's the most interesting yeah. edition. Yeah, you know, I like that, though. Yeah. I think that's very cool. Me too. And Andy Circus from, you know, every, man, from everything. Yeah, from I everything mean, that requires motion capture. I hope Andy that Circus he's not motion capture in this. He's going to be motion capture. Don't, please don't you know be, because I want to see so him. He's going to be motion capture. But, uh, and, of course, there's some returning faces. Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, uh, Carrie Fisher, Anthony Daniels, Peter Mayhew, Old Guard coming yeah. back, Kenny Baker. So so you got a bunch of old people. You know what the funny thing was that I noticed in the press release from Disney? What's that? Who wasn't mentioned? George, uh, Lucas. George Lucas. George Lucas wasn't mentioned. <laughs> he shouldn't be. He sold it. I it's know, gone. but but they but they made a point of saying George Lucas is still consulting, you know. But then they didn't include him in the in the press release at all. I feel like that's the best role for him is consulting. Not mentioned at all. Yeah, I do. Like I, I mean, yes, thank you, George Lucas, for giving us Star Wars and Empire so many years ago. Right. But back then, you knew how to like after after Star Wars, you knew how to say, you know what, maybe somebody else should direct this, and I should take a back seat. So I, you're doing that again, and I appreciate that. I, I just find it funny that they've kind of brushed him aside in that way. That's all. Yeah. That's yeah. All. It's amusing. And um, let's see. You know, somebody else is missing curiously, and I think that he shouldn't be. Who's that? Lando, man. Where's Lando? Bring back Billy D. You, you know, I, I, I'm i torn on that. See, see, I love Lando. How can I not? Every black person, you know, loves loves Lando right. Calrissian. White people love him, too. White love people him. love him, too, but black people hold him as their own. Right. Well, their he's, own. You know, he's one of the few black, black sci-fi characters yeah, who's actually awesome. Yeah. Even though I, I think I've even said it on here before, it's like, yeah, he's a ladies' man, but we never see him actually nail anybody. He never actually gets anybody. No, he, he is the, the shaft one, the of one, Star Wars. The one yeah. chick he goes after, he doesn't get, and right. it's Carrie it's, it's, it's right. Fisher. <laughs> but but the, you know, if I was writing it, it would have been different. But sure, that's yeah, just absolutely. Me. It would, it would, it would in that metal bikini. It would have looked like the Charlotte Gainsbourg scene with the two black guys. In, oh in, no! In just, no! <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, but no, you're right. He's not in it. And, and and you know of course when you have an actor like John Boyega who comes aboard mm-hmm. that the immediate thought is hey Lando's son of Lando yeah I hope that's not where they go I, I, hope, I, I hope not too yeah I, I, I really want there to be more than one black family in in this in, in, in the universe yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it, I don't necessarily think it's racist when people say oh that's got to be Lando's son I I think that's just you know them speculating obviously but I think it's really funny when they do it they're like that's got to be Lando's son I'm like why. Yeah. There's only one black family in the entire galaxy. I know. <laughs> What's going on? Which is why I found it interesting because there's there's more news coming. I mean, they, they they're still looking for one more female actress to be in the film. They need more and, than one. But well, yeah. no, they, you're right. They do. There's a, a, a stunning lack of, of female actresses in this movie um, mm-hmm. so far. But but like I told other people who were complaining about that, like immediately, like as soon yeah, as the news came, yet. I was like, you know, that's not the entire cast, right? Like, oh. you know, that's not it, and there would be more females. I I, I agree with the sentiment of your <laughs> argument, but. Watching Badass Digest literally post something three seconds after I saw the casting news, I was like, "Guys, it ain't over yet." Just, right. Uh, don't right. Put your panties in a bunch. Exactly. It's like that's not the entire cast. Just wait. And of course, a few hours later, they're looking for another female lead actress. You know. So and and, and I I think that role is going to be the one that's been speculated about for a while, which is going to be a mixed race female. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o was rumored for that part a okay. while back, and uh, so was the other girl, um, Maisie. Richardson Sellers, I think yeah, her name yeah. is. Uh, you know, uh, and and this character is rumored to be related to Obi Wan Kenobi. So, which which is which would be an interesting thing to have, you know, 
uh, to show that there are there is some inter, in, interracial relationships going on, and, and you oh, know, yeah. I, and I think that's a good that would be a, con- a good contemporary addition to the Star Wars. Star Wars. I think I there. agree. Yeah. So, yeah. so I'm I'm anxious to see who lands that role because uh, it could still be Lupita. It could be this Richardson Maisie, Sellers, yeah. Maisie. It could be it could be anybody else. So, so I, I'm interested in not that, but but I, I'm this cast is 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 curious to me. I, I, I Adam Driver. I think we can all probably speculate that he's going to be the bad guy. That seems to be the popular opinion that he's going to be a, a sort of like a Darth Vader style figure. Right. Which makes sense, because he's kind of creepy to me anyway. Oh, yeah, he's a creepy-looking dude. He's creepy. How he got <laughs> anything other than creepy-looking dude and anything is beyond me. Right. <laughs> uh, Daisy Ridley. You know, the the, the story is, is supposed to follow, like, a new trio of young heroes. I, we can probably suspect that Daisy Ridley's going to be one of them. John Boyega probably is, too. Uh, curious about the third one, though. Third one could probably be somebody else. Maybe Dom Null. Yeah. Maybe Dom Maybe. Null. Yeah. Uh, he seems like the type who could play, like... Like Luke Skywalker's son or something like that. I think yeah. he'd be right for a role like that. You think so? Yeah, I, I think he could. I don't think he's whiny enough, but maybe. <laughs> I think he could do whiny just fine. Yeah. Um, oh, no. Mark Hamill will give him lessons on set, I'm sure. My background is a power converters. <laughs> so, uh, Andy Serkis, he'll be motion captured. I know I you hate not, that, but yeah, he is. He's right. going to be motion captured. There's just no way around that. You don't bring him in. I don't think you bring him in otherwise. I, mean, I don't know why you would. He's a fine actor on his own. I've seen him do other things. But that's what he's known for. And this is Star Wars. There's mm-hmm. going to be plenty of creatures for him to motion capture. Yeah, absolutely. He, yeah. Could, he could probably do like 15 characters. Yeah. If, if 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 Peter Mayhew wasn't coming back, I'd think he was being Chewbacca or something. Oh, God. If, if they CG Chewbacca, I would be upset. Of, yeah, I think a lot of people would, too, yeah. <laughs> honestly. It'd be like uh, CG of Jabba <laughs> the Hutt. Oh, wait, they did that. Max von Sydow, I think he can go two different ways. Uh, he can either be like, like a, a Ben Kenobi type good guy. Mm-hmm. He's got. He's of course. He's or he's be, Emperor Palpatine. Or he's Emperor Palpatine, or yeah, somebody yeah. like him. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't mean exactly like him. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm a little worried that he's going to not survive because he's like eighty thousand <laughs> years old. And I hate to say that because I love Max von Sydow. I yeah. think he's one of the finest actors to have ever graced the screen. Yep. But when you cast somebody in something that's going to be so basically trilogy, you're so basically you're an ageist. You don't yeah. want you don't want any old people no, in any franchise. Yeah, old is okay, but I mean, he's ancient, dude. <laughs> he's 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 creeping up on ninety or something. But so like we're we're at a point where they don't make these movies very quickly. So by the time we get to the third one, I'm worried that you know maybe they won't need him for more than one movie. Maybe, maybe he's only there. Maybe for you're one. right. Um, and, and, he, and what did they do with Palpatine? Because the same guy didn't play him in all three movies. I mean, wasn't there somebody else in that first one? Because he looked different. He looked yeah, totally different. You know, I'm I'm such like a I I consider myself a Star Wars nerd, but I don't know the answer to this question. So I don't think it was the same guy in all three. But and plus, he'd probably be wearing a, if he's a bad guy, he'll be wearing a robe, and you won't see his face most of the time anyway. Right. And yeah, that, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, George Lucas. <laughs> No, I really, really, really like Max on side out, and I'm glad he's here. And God, I hope he lives to 150. But yeah. I, I just worry when they when they cast people like this for things that may turn into trilogies that they they may not be around for uh, yeah. long enough to finish the trilogy. Yeah. Uh, it's true, but then again, you know, anybody can go at any time. Yeah, just look that's at true. just look at what happened with Paul Walker, man. Yeah, you I, know, it's sad, but it's true. Yeah, um, good thing he had brick can't, mansions. Can't worry about stuff. <laughs> Jesus, don't get me started. Uh, so, but the, the the role that I'm most curious about though is Oscar Isaac. Yeah, because I don't know where he naturally fits unless he's playing like a like a Han Solo type. 
I was I was thinking the same thing. A Han Solo type would be good for him. I also think he could be a bad guy. He's got the so? eyes. Yeah, he's got the eyes. He, he he looks evil. He could definitely. I mean, Adam Driver obviously is just a creepy looking dude, but yeah. Oscar Isaac looks like he could be the you know charming. One of these guy. guys is going to end up looking like Darth Maul. I think I think one of these guys is going to. I'm not saying they're going to be Darth Maul. I'm just saying they're going to like be all painted up or something. One of these guys is going to be like that. It's either going to be Adam Driver or Oscar Isaac. I, I, I can see Adam them doing it to Adam Driver. I don't. Yeah, yeah. you don't want to hide those good looks of Oscar Isaac. So you don't want to hide that. <laughs> I think that's true. Yeah. I don't think you want to hide those his face. Either. Yeah, yeah. I could see him playing sort of a smuggler, rogue, sure. You know, yeah. reluctant hero type. I think I, he does that really well. I, you know, when when Disney bought. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. I was not excited, and then the more news that not. came out, I'm still I, not excited I'm about the Disney. There. I'm, I'm not excited about the Disney aspect of it. No, I hate Disney. So you know, it's because I'm a, a soulless bastard, and I hate all animated things. So, <laughs> well, I was just thinking because uh, I had to do WBAL yesterday, and mm-hmm. they were like, "Are you are you worried about Disney?" And I was like, "The only thing I'm upset about with Disney is that they seem to own everything I love." Yeah, and they you just know? keep buying more. Yeah, they own everything. They own they own Star Wars. They own the Marvel franchise. They got Indiana Jones. They got everything that I love, right. Disney has. You know, <laughs> that's what worries me. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I still worry that seeing a Star Wars movie every year is going to ruin what's special about them. It's, it, you know, I, I agree. I, it's like seeing a superhero movie every three months because that's what it's turned into now. Yeah. Um, I am sick of watching that. I, I got, I like the, I, we were talking about this earlier. I am more excited about the stuff that's coming out on demand than I am mm-hmm. to stuff that's going to theaters right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't really argue with you there. So Star Wars Episode Seven is is basically it's in production now. It's filming now. Uh, it comes out December eighteenth, twenty fifteen. I'm anxious to see this movie. I really am. Yeah, me too. Like I said, I'm just not. It's just the Disney thing. I'm not a fan of. But uh, I'm anxious to see what this movie is going to end up being like now. Especially now that we know what the cast is going to yeah. look like. And there's going to be more. There's going to be a lot more. Look, Star Wars has a lot of people in it. Mm-hmm. They always do. There's going to be there's going to be some smaller roles that are going to grow into bigger roles. We're going to see a lot of different things here, so I'm I'm anxious for that. I hope that in the future um, that we get a one-off Star Wars film that is set in a very R-rated universe. I, I would like to see that happen. You know, something like a, a Boba Fett spin-offs. film. Yeah, the, the spin-offs that they've been talking about. Mm-hmm. I would like to see like a Boba Fett film that's you know radar. I would like to see something like that. And I, yeah. I know Disney's not really, you know, they're not known for their R-rated films, obviously, uh, but I think that's something they could do, and they could make a lot of money off There's of it. There's a lot of potential in, 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 in spinning off these things and sure. going in different routes with them. You know, I think Marvel's done a really good job of doing that. Yeah. Because they, I think they recognize early on that if, you, you know, you're putting out two or three movies a year, you have to make them all very different. Yeah. I think they've done a really good job of doing that. Like, none of the Marvel movies feel the same. Like, none of them do. No. Like, even the Iron different. Man movies, they're all three of them are very different than the one that came before. Even the Captain America sequels feel different. Very like the different. first one is very different from the second one. Yeah, I think they've done a good job with that, and I hope if they're gonna, if Star Wars is going to go the same route where we're seeing a movie every single year on, and we're seeing spinoffs and things like that, I hope they're smart enough to do the same thing. Yeah. So we'll That'd see. That would be nice. Yeah. All right, so that's Star Wars Episode Seven. I'm excited. Um, Justice League. 
Yeah. I want to get your opinion. Sure. Uh, we talked about this a little bit on the show last week, mm-hmm. like I said. Um, the movie has been confirmed now with Zack Snyder um, mm-hmm. on board. Uh, we already know the cast and all that good stuff. How are you feeling about this now? How are you feeling about a Justice League movie? You know with, my feels with about Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. He just, he's <laughs> so hit or miss with me. Like, I really liked um, the Dawn of the Dead movie that he did. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, yeah. And I am a big fan of the original Dawn of the Dead. I'm a horror head through and through. So the original Dawn of the Dead is sacred to me. So when they remade that, I was like, no. No, you go fuck yourself. I will not watch this thing. And then I watched it. And I was like, "All right, you win." It was good. So I mean, it wasn't perfect, but it was still good. It was yeah. it was a nice film. Uh, and then he did uh, 300. I wasn't a fan of 300. Right. I thought it was overlong, a little boring, and just you know, it was very cool to look at in some spots. It just didn't really catch my fancy otherwise. Yeah, I, I think the thing that's curious to me about this is that. Warner Brothers is really putting all of their eggs in the Zack Snyder basket, which I yeah. think is really interesting. I mean, Zack Snyder, you know, I think he's been more successful than than some other people give him credit for. Sure. But if I was if I was going to build a franchise from the ground up, Zack Snyder's probably not the director I call for that. No. No, you know? I don't think so either. Yeah. So I, I think I've been more intrigued by the fact that they're committing so much to him. You know, he did the he did Man of Steel, he's doing Batman vs. Superman, and now he's doing Justice League 2. He's building the entire foundation of, of, of what they're yeah. trying to do for the future. I think that's the most interesting thing to me. I, I think that is interesting that they're, that they're putting all their eggs in that basket because it, he has been financially successful for the most part, mm-hmm. um, more so overseas than he has been here. Right. And I think that basically what they're saying is, you know, like, well, screw American audiences. I, I, I really think that's what they're saying with this. They're like, we don't really care if you guys like it because the rest of the world yeah. is giving us boatloads of money. So yeah. I, I kind of feel like that's what they're saying with, you know, the, the hiring of Zack Snyder. I wish they would have gone in a different direction. I wish that the Ben Affleck would have tossed his hat in the ring for uh, directing of uh, Justice League because I, I like him as a director. That was a, that was a fun rumor for a while. Yeah, I wish it would have happened. I, yeah. I really do. Uh, and I also hope that uh, after Batman versus Superman versus Cyborg, whatever they have <laughs> going on, um, I hope that uh, Ben goes back to directing. But this Justice League movie, I think, is ultimately, it'll be a commercial success, obviously, but uh, critical, probably not so much. Yeah. Didn't really love Superman. Um, I didn't hate it like a lot of people did. I, I just, actually liked it. Yeah, I, I just, it, it really, and, and this is the complaint that everybody has, it really falls over on its own, you know, logic at the point at the end of the film. And it's been long, out long enough. When when he fights with Zod, you know, at the mm-hmm. end of the film and destroys hundreds of blocks of city buildings and probably kills thousands of people. Yeah. And then at the end where you have the, like, the, the laser vision thing and they, they have, it's so yeah. dumb. It's I mean, so I, 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 well, the level of destruction in that movie is 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 absurd. You know, yeah, it's just like I, it, I, I agree with that. And my complaint with it was that it all just sort of looked and felt the same to me, where I just kind of like became numb right. to it. I didn't mind the ending though, where he, you know, where he had to do what he had to do to Zod. No, no, I don't I, mind that. Yeah. I wanted him to kill Zod. Yeah, but like he was doing it because yeah, Zod's killing people. Eh, so are you, yeah. asshole. <laughs> Yeah, but he, but it, to be fair, he was trying to stop Zod, not actually trying to kill Zod. Would have done 
that damage and more if he was not there. I agree. So, I just wish it yeah. wasn't like, it's the lives of these two or I must kill Zod. It's like, you just killed thousands of people and you're worried about these two? All right. Yeah, I, I can see that. But, it was, it, you know, it it's, it's also it's also the thing, like, what does he do? Just stand back and allow no. him to kill him now? I no, mean, no, that, no, you I, can't I, do that either. I don't think you do that either, but I just think uh, that the, a better setup at the end would have uh, equaled a better payoff. I, I think these are the conundrums that may actually be addressed in the next movie. Okay. I, I, I do feel like the reason why you go this route with him, because most people say Superman doesn't kill. Superman kills Zod. It, you know, he kills it, in the comic he, books. Yeah, too. right. I, he, I hate he, listening to that right. argument. Yeah, I hate that argument, too. It's like, yeah, he doesn't kill normally, but he kills Zod. Yeah. You know? <laughs> because Zod is Zod is his power, and he's you know totally unchecked. Right. So it's just like, he kills Zod. But it's just like, I think these are the things that are going to be addressed in the next movie, where he comes to decisions about what he can and shouldn't do and things like that. And I think this is the kind of thing that, that makes him become the person that we expect him to be, you know, where he does not ever kill. You know what I mean? I think this because of something like this that he just did, he's never going to kill again. Like, he never will, regardless of the situation. He will find another way. He may not have been able to come up with that or even know if he should do that this time. But I think in the future, because of this, he's not going to ever do it again. He'll I'd like try to, to see him struggle with it, but I don't think I necessarily want to see the... Because I think... And, and there's I don't like a lot the of, Boy Scout Superman Yeah, I either, don't want the Boy so, Scout Superman. Yeah. And I think that like uh, it worked uh, when Superman first came out. It may have worked pretty well in the 80s, but now we live in an ugly, ugly world where, uh, unfortunately, doing ugly things is sometimes something you have to do. And I, I think people realize that. And watching Superman, you know, like instead of kill the bad guy, you fly him up in outer space and, you know, land him on another planet. It's just, it, people are going to get tired of it. And I'm tired of it. I, yeah. I, 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 I agree. Yeah. I agree. So rather than going into the next break, I don't think we need to do that. So okay. we'll just go ahead and, and uh, scoot through to the ending here. But I'm going to go through DVDs real quick. Do it. Because we do got DVDs coming out on Tuesday, and that is uh, May 6th. And there's only one new movie that's coming out, really, on Blu-ray and DVD, and that's Veronica Mars. It's out already. Yeah, it's wow. out already. It's coming out on the 6th. You saw it, right? Or no? I did. I loved it's, it. Yeah, I liked it a lot, too. Were you a fan it. of the show? I was. I was, too. Yeah. It's not a perfect movie, no. but it's a hell of a lot of fun. It's a fan movie, yeah. which, which you know, you can't help but, like, if you yeah. watch that show, you, I, I think there's probably a, a 100% love rate in terms of, like, I think fans so who yeah. watch movie. It's so silly. It's so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I enjoy it a lot. And, yes, I will be buying it, so. Yeah, yes. me too. Absolutely. So that's really the only new movie that's coming out, at least that I saw, that was worth talking about. Mm-hmm. A couple of movies that I like that are coming out on Blu-ray that have been that are old. Bachelor Party with uh, Tom Hanks. Love that film. Me too. Coming out on Blu-ray. Uh, and Memphis Belle. Man, that's an old one. It is. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Isn't Billy Zane in that? I think so. Yeah. D, like DB, what's it? DB Sweeney? DB Sweeney. Yeah, that, that movie's from like 1992, 91-ish, I'm going to get, I'm going to say. I think Eric Stoltz. Oh, Eric Stoltz. We just talked about him, man. <laughs> I was re-watching the scenes of him playing Marty McFly in Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah. And, man, he, he wasn't that bad, like, when you watch it, but, like, right. you just can't, you look at it and you're like, it, it's almost weird how he looks <laughs> kind of like Michael J. Fox back then. So, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, Bachelor Party and Memphis Bell are two movies I'm going to consider buying on Blu-ray. I I, I think I've, if I were to like chart the movies I've watched the most, mm-hmm. I think Memphis Memphis Bell is probably in there. Really? I think it is. I, because every time it used to come on HBO, and it used to come on HBO a lot. I think I watched it every single time. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I remember it coming on HBO a lot when I was a kid. Yeah, I watched I mean, it a lot. Really, I was a kid. I was and, a teenager. But and, uh, and strangely enough, I think if I charted all those movies, 
probably in the top five would be two uh, D.B. Sweeney movies, because I'm pretty sure it's The Cutting Edge would be in there, too. Oh, man. <laughs> Why is that in there? I, I don't know. I love The Cutting Edge, man, I, for whatever reason I do. I like D.B. Sweeney. I don't know why I like him. So You know, I, I don't dislike D.B. Sweeney. He just He's not in much anymore except for television, yeah. and the television yeah. that he's on is usually man. And he has this, he's kind of like, he's got this weird face now. Like, he just looks... What is that cartoon dog's oh. name? Droopy dog. He looks like yeah, Droopy he dog. He does look like Droopy dog. Yeah, he's yeah. got this hang dog expression now, yeah. which John Cusack is starting to get, by the way. Yes, he is. Well, that's because John Cusack <laughs> won't stop eating donuts. I don't know why, Mr. Cusack. Please, I love you. Yeah. Please stop eating donuts. Yeah. So not much on DVD and Blu-ray this week. So go out and buy Veronica Mars. Um, all right. If you go to CinemaRealShow dot com right now, you're going to see uh, the full unedited version of my interview with Stephen Knight, mm-hmm. uh, the director of Locke. Uh, and if you go to that site, cinemaroyalshow.com, you will see all of my past interviews with people like Jason Bateman and Ashley Bell and Jesse Eisenberg and a lot more than that. Um, and while you're there, uh, consider signing up for the uh, premium subscription, which uh, only costs seven ninety nine for the entire year. And for that, you get our full catalog of interviews, uh, full shows of Cinema Royale, uh, special audio reviews and uh, awards episodes, all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everybody should consider uh, signing up for the premium subscription right now. It's for seven ninety nine for the entire year, and if you're you know an uncommittal sort, a uh, dollar ninety nine for the for the enti- for a month, a month at a time. But that doesn't make much sense, does it? No. You should just get the, get it for the entire but year. But if you want to, that's but, a lot of money in his pocket. But I understand. I know. You know, some people more. some people have commitment issues. You know, I, I, I I'm one of those people. I'm I'm one of those people too, I which feel. is which is ironic for both of us because we're married. So yeah. the fact that we have commitment yeah, issues could be a problem. But uh, <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but I understand if you're that if you're that sort and you don't want to commit to the full year, a dollar ninety nine for the for the month. But uh, that's cinemaroyaleshow dot com. All right. Uh, Let's go ahead and get ready to get out of here as soon as the closing music hits. There it is. Uh, there's my song. Yeah. I want to thank everybody who tuned in to Cinema Royale uh, this week. Uh, I want to thank my producer, Dave Johnson, as usual. Thank you, sir. Anytime. Good times, always. I want to thank Jeff Files for coming in from Files Movie Files to talk about uh, Spider-Man 2. Uh, and, of course, thank all of you for tuning in. Uh, your best movies... Go see Locke. Um, and go check out Blue Ruin. There's a movie that's out right now. Uh, shot here in Virginia. Yeah, uh, Jeremy Scott. He's an Alexander boy. Yep. Uh, and if you're in the Fairfax area, uh, I will be hosting a Q&A with Jeremy Sonia and the Stalls. Uh, make it later. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for that. I said that that is one of the best stuff. It's a little bit of a but not like you would expect. If you're in the Fairfax, uh, check the book to the uh, Angelica Mosaic. Uh, I'll be doing some Q&A with the director of the stars in the room at the 7 p.m. show. So uh, definitely go and uh, get tickets for that and go check that out. Come say hi. Uh, other movies this week? Eh, not much really. Uh, I still say go go check out Captain America again or something. Like if you really must, go see Spider-Man. I just don't think of a lot of it. Uh, next week's show, not a whole lot, really, next week. Neighbors, uh, which is with uh, Seth Rogen and Zach Garfield, which actually looks really fun. And it's also Rock and Solid Rock and Solid Rock and Solid Rock and Yeah, it looks really fun. And uh, a movie called Bell. Bell is actually uh, kind of historical. Uh, you saw that. I, I want to get your opinion on that. I did. I did. Okay. So 
Not much next week, but uh, Neighbors could be fun. Uh, I'm Travis Hobson, of the Punchdown Critics, and examiner.com, and Cinema Royale. We are out of here. I will see you next week. Goodbye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.